When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any good stories from the road? And pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. What's up? It's the Georgia Show. A week from today, we'll have some updates from Nashville. Jay Crow, how pumped are you? Not at all. Uh, I, I have no no shame in admitting that I don't like SEC media days. I'm excited to go to Nashville. I'm excited to hit up some Oak Steakhouse and uh, and see some people. You know that my favorite part. My favorite part is. Uh, I'm um, going to see people like, um, you know, going to see people from different beats, you know, running into Billy and body and, um, you know, things like that. You know, some of my friends uh, from on three from from other networks uh, and, and just kind of, you know, visiting, um, you know, catching dinner, catching a drink or two and hanging out. So that's what I look forward to. I do not look forward to the day itself. Um, it's just way hectic and um, kind of hard to focus. And, uh, you know, what I always do, though, is I always do the joke. Um Hey man, if you'll go over to the ballroom, you know, I'll buy you lunch in the ballroom. If uh, on, you know, SCC yeah, that's media that's that's the joke that always puts everyone on their ass. Uh, we've yeah. learned who is going for Georgia: Brock Bowers, Kamari Lassiter, and Cedric Van Pran. How are we going to get Brock Bowers to talk, man? Lots of questions, lots of follow-ups. Um, you're going to try to try to get him uh, on the move there because my man Brock is just not verbose. He, he does not like to talk, and he doesn't uh, use a ton of words uh, when he does talk. So um, he uh, just going to do the best we can to try and get my man to, to come off some information because he, he's, not, he's not big with that. He lets his play do the talking. We haven't heard from Kamari Lasker very much. I'm, I'm excited to hear from him. I suspect he's not going to be a great interview either. Um, usually, <laughs> when they have time to get their claws in them a little bit, you know the the old sports info folks. So they're listen. I don't blame them. They got a mandate, right? They got they got things they got to do and teach it. Um, but once they get that media training, bro, it's it's over. You know, it's it's robots. Um, it's uh, it's folly out there. Cedric uh, Cedric Van Pran's good though. He was. One of the better interviews, specifically later on in the season, and we heard from him a lot last year. So I'm excited to hear his perspective on being a senior and leading on the offense. He'll probably be the only Georgia player that gets us some good quotes. All right, looking forward to that. Um, Let's talk about something that has a lot of people riled up in a Georgia rival fan base. Look, it happens every time. There are on three rankings changes, and I know that there were a lot of Georgia fans that looked at some risers and fallers, if that's even a word, uh, and said, hey, what's going on with the dogs? But nobody's as mad as Florida fans are right now at on three specifically. And it's just part of the business, man. It's It, it happens to one team every now and then. Sometimes it's going to be your team, and 
Other times it's going to be a different team. Right now it's Florida. And, dude, it's crazy to me because they're third overall in the 2024 rankings. But what are you going to do, man? We're well-versed in this, and we've said it a ton. We respect Chuck Power and what he has to do and what he does for a living and uh, his evaluation system. So at the end of the day, all you can do if you're a Georgia fan is trust Georgia coaches' evaluations on this stuff. Absolutely. And one thing I always point out is, you know, whether you agree or whether you disagree with uh, with with Charles Power and the way he does the rankings, that number he puts beside a kid's name is not going to impact the player he's going to be at Georgia. Um, now, uh, it may be an indication of Georgia's class or whatever. Georgia's still got the number one class going away. It still has some big fish left to fry in this class. I didn't pay attention to anything that happened as far as Florida players moving. I've got my own lane, and you know it's not you know it's not 285. I know that. Um, I do not like that lane at all. Uh, but I do know that that uh, you know G- Georgia had some guys move down. Had some guys make some big jumps. I mean, Marcus Harrison made a big jump. Peyton uh, Woodyard. Um, you know, came up about 40 spots. Uh, you know, some guy, uh, Joseph Jonah Janye made a little bit of a jump all the way up to number 24 in the country. I mean, right now, if this was the final rankings, Joseph Jonah Janye would be a five star by on three uh, in the on 300. Um, but you know, they listen, this is why we've got uh, West, this is why we've got the, the, the industry ranking. Um, you know, so that there is a there is an average, there's a weighted average, uh, altogether. Um, you know, you see right there, Dylan Raiola is down to number two in the country. Man, he's going to play at Buford High School, and he's going to play some stud teams, and he's going to play on national television, and he's going to get an opportunity to show everything that he's about. And, and you know, it's June, so no, it's not. It's July, and it's not January. We'll know in January where yeah, everything is. It's June January, 42nd right now. Yeah, January is the time to complain, okay? Complain all you want in January. Spare me now, please. Please. Um. I think Marcus Harrison is the guy that gave us the most buzz that we were kind of just pumped to see because we talk about him so much. Um, any other guys that kind of stood out to you of of either you know taking that leap or taking a little bit of a tumble for Georgia? Uh, I can't really remember all of them off right now. Top of my head. Um, I, I don't like Nikar falling. I don't like Ryan Puglisi falling. And here's why I don't like Ryan Puglisi falling. Um, you know, he, he goes into the Elite 11 and he finishes sixth in, in Elite 11. Um, well ahead of some guys that are ranked well ahead of him on in the overall rankings. I didn't understand that. But, I um, mean, you know, I thought he maybe, you know, silenced some doubters um, as far as that went. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, one of the things that gets at me a little bit here. Um, you know, you got Puglisi right there, but you also saw Jaden Riddell on there. So Jaden Riddell is so much higher, 19 spots higher in in the on 300 than he is in the uh, in the industry ranking, which kind of kind of blows me away a little bit. I feel like he's one of those kind of undeniable talents in this class. Um, but but with that said, he he didn't make a big jump. A guy I thought might have a chance to jump pretty pretty sizable. Uh, West was uh, Colton Heinrich. I thought that he might make a little bit of a leap. Uh, but did not. Uh, maybe that comes after a strong senior season. Not 100% sure. But like you said, Marcus Harrison's a guy that we really like. Had some guys fall. I mean, Daniel Calhoun is still a four-star, but he fell out of the 300. Uh, um, uh, Marquise Easley fell out of the 300. All that talk. I've yeah, done. that was the one that I was I was kind of circling. Yeah, and, and, and maybe it's because it of the competition. 
And I honestly believe that a lot of those linemen, I think a lot of those linemen, um, I think they are kind of, they kind of are at mercy of the beast having to get fed and the rankings having to be updated because there's not a whole lot new on those guys. Maybe some measurement stuff that they get or some data points that you kind of get in there. And maybe you push them back in favor of moving some guys up that you felt like got moved up and it'll get corrected, you know, in the first couple of weeks of the football season. Um, there, there's just so much left to go, so much time left before things get evaluated. There's probably there's probably a handful of guys that are going to be top 150, top 200 players, Wes, that we're not even really talking about right now as power five type players um, because they'll emerge in their senior season. Yeah, that's the stuff I can't wait to see. Um, but yeah, I, I just found it interesting and always do just the nature of what this industry is and how it works and how worked up everybody gets about it and how little it ultimately means. Um, but certain fan bases feel like they have more of a gripe than others. And right now it's Florida. And I think if you're a Georgia fan, you got to take a little bit of, I guess, a little bit of joy out of that. I don't know if you do or not. Every little salt and every uh, wound for the Gators right now is probably enjoyable for Georgia as Florida tries to figure things out. And even at the third best class in on three right now, Florida fans are starting to panic a little bit about their recruiting rankings and what on three has to say about them. Uh, another notable update on the recruiting trail today, not necessarily from the 2024 class uh, or at all. Juju Lewis, if y'all are following recruiting out of the state of Georgia, this quarterback in the 2026 class, yes, that's right, 2026, announced his uh, final eight schools. He's got a MySpace top eight right now, Alabama, Georgia, Southern Cal, Florida State, Texas A&M, Oregon, Ohio State, and LSU. How about Dan Lanning? I don't know if he's just surfing on the Nike brand, but Oregon is staying relevant in all these top prospects decisions. But uh, for Georgia to be in the top eight is pretty big. I don't know how much you've watched on him, but I've already seen the buzz on this kid, and I know he's going to be the next big thing that we're talking about for years to come, it seems like. Wes, I, I'm, I'm not a big quarterback guy. Like I feel like sometimes the position gets – I know how important it is, but I feel like at this level it gets a little bit overrated. I don't think you can overrate this kid. Um, this kid has a chance to be wire to wire every service, number one, from front to back. He has the potential to be a phenom. Um, he is um, – there are very few guys I have ever seen that um, just kind of throw it right where they want it. This this cat right here has got some Greg Maddox of quarterbacks in him. He puts it exactly where he wants it. Um, you know, some of the throws – I mean, I, I've had some coach friends that have uh, coached against him in seven-on-seven seven or have been at the same camp as him, and they all text me. They're like, man, this Juju Lewis kid is the absolute real deal. Like we've never, I've never seen anything like him. Um, you know, and listen, I, I don't necessarily, you know, you, you're sitting there, you're watching it. He doesn't have like that Ryan Puglisi, uh, you know, howitzer of an arm, but the the advanced uh, ability to to anticipate and place the football is, it's it's really awesome. And I think that you know you more than you can more than you can teach accuracy, you can improve arm strength. In my opinion, like a, teaching accuracy is not. It's, it's not possible a lot in most cases. You know, you see guys like Josh Allen kind of catch on, maybe fix some mechanics and you get there. 
but it's really tough to teach accuracy. It's not super hard to develop arm strength. Again, you can do it through mechanics. You could do it through just straight up, you know, weight training. And that's not to say that this kid's lacking arm strength. He just doesn't, I don't think that's his elite quality. His elite quality is the ability to see, to anticipate and to place that football exactly where he wants. So there's sometimes I watch this film, I just look at him and I'm like, dude, I don't know if you could be the invisible man and run it out there and stick it in a better spot. It's just the touch on these throws is crazy. And his footwork back there makes everybody dizzy. It, it does. So it looks like he knows where the play is going to be before even some of his teammates do at times. And and he just gets the ball right there, uh, almost yeah, right into the band back there. But yeah, <laughs> I would compare got- him, honestly, in some ways to a to like a, a bigger Bryce Young. You know, like he's a bigger version, a taller version of of Bryce Young. Because I think Bryce Young is one of his elite qualities in addition to his quickness and his escapability, which he's showing you right there, is Bryce Young's ability to be accurate no matter what the platform. And I think that's something that, that Juju uh, does incredibly well. And, um, you know, whoever gets him is going to be a very, very lucky, uh, lucky team. And, um, you know, I think George is going to be right in the middle of this thing. I really do. I think George is going to – going to really give him um you know a lot to think about especially if dylan raola can come in and have a lot of success and they can take this offense to the next level over these next couple of years um give him a lot to think about i think that could you know georgia's going to have a really good shot because they're probably not going to take a guy in 2025 and anticipate anticipation of really going after this kid in 2026 i hesitate to say this but when i watched it uh he reminded me of pat mahomes man just so shifty and accurate and almost a magician with the football I've never talked to him he might sound like pat mahomes too might have that little you think he's got a frog in his throat uh, <laughs> who who said it Rhett womack what's an update on nuanary right hey, listen man you, if you uh if you're over at dogs hq you know what we think for right now it's that we think georgia's got momentum um uh, Missouri's going all in here. Uh, Oklahoma's going all in. Who wouldn't? He, this guy's the new number one player in the on 300. He's a stud. Uh, Georgia's got some momentum. We'll see how it is um, come um, uh, August the 1st. Uh, I believe that's when he is set to make his decision. And uh, Chidera Uzo-Daribe deserves a big shout-out here. He has helped Georgia make a big move. Uh, but there are no there are no prizes for second place. Um, but if it was today, if it was today, I would probably – or, or even if he was committing tomorrow, I don't even know, man. Maybe if he was committing Friday, I would put in a I would put in a uh, RPM pick for Georgia. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see when the time gets there. Yeah, that's going to be a, a tough competition. But I feel like we're asked about him, Justin Williams, Frazier. There's one other guy that we're asked about pretty much every day. Oh, KJ, KJ Bolden. Bolden. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, as of today. And a lot can change, but as of today, I, I think we're hearing that Georgia's in a pretty good spot for all those guys. Um, we are wearing some shorts, at least I am, Jake Rowe, from a company called Bird Dogs. And you already heard Jake Roos talk about them the other night on Bark After Dark. And we're a big fan of these things. I've had them for about a week, and I have worked out in them. I've played golf in them. I've gotten in the pool with them, I've put my kids to sleep in them. And it's not all the same pair. They sent us multiple pairs. That would be pretty – that would be putting one pair of shorts through an absolute ringer if it was one pair. But Bird Dogs, you can access a special discount at birddogs.com 
slash dogs. Now, they spell bird dogs D-O-G-S. The promo code is D-A-W-G-S. And the feel on these things is pretty remarkable. I've never really bought shorts that had the liner in them. Almost like, you know, swim like swim trunks. But they don't yeah. have like a, a gross mesh. It's a liner that I, I can't even really feel is there. They've got great comfort, slim fit. They're flexible and stretchy. And they just look good. Um, I'm going to show them to you really quick. I am actually wearing them. And this is what they look like. So y'all check them out. I'm going to try not to Ooh, show too much leg. This is a family show. But birddogs.com slash D-A-W-G-S for Dogs HQ and Georgia Show listeners. There will be a link in this episode description, whether you are watching or listening on the podcast. Go check it out. Jake Rowe, West we spoke State yesterday about Wizard the... West, by the way, not Magic Mike, Wizard Wes over here. <laughs> it's a family show, man. Uh, we spoke about the AJC retraction story, and there's not a whole lot more we need to really spin forward on that. Um, y'all can watch our video that we made about it. It's about 15 minutes long, and you can read everything that Georgia sent signed by its legal counsel to the AJC. One thing I kind of had on my mind since we spoke about it, though, Jake, and something that has been popping up on our message board and on social media is this reminder of this offseason for Georgia fans. And I can't help but think about the phrase that so many people know in this area growing up, is act like you've been there before. And for Georgia fans right now, you've got people on social media and in the media telling you that your culture is terrible. You have people on social media telling you that your team won't win the national championship. And it's all coming from all these different angles. And I just want to encourage Georgia fans to act like you've been there before because you don't have to act like it. You are there right now. You've won back-to-back national championships. You ultimately don't have a whole lot to complain about. So I just encourage the people listening. You don't have to wake up every day, put on your war paint like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator, and go to battle with the media. Just think about what Kirby Smart said in that halftime speech against Florida, man. Look up at the scoreboard, point at it, and laugh. This stuff is going to grate on you unnecessarily every time you dig into it, and you only live for so long. And not many people live long enough to see their team win back-to-back national championships. So I'm encouraging y'all listening here. Do what you want to do. Do it respectfully. Take care of yourself. And don't get so worked up that you forget about how special this team is and how special the last two were. Because I think what's happening is you've seen Georgia go after the AJC now, defend themselves a little bit, and now fans want a pound of flesh. But I kind of feel like Georgia just wants it to be over with. And that's kind of the vibe you had from it too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll say this. If it really bothers you, like if this bothers you and you're just you're sick of it, just leave it alone, man. Just tune it out. Um, you know, do like Kirby. Keep the main thing the main thing. Um, Brian McClendon first said that. First time I ever heard it, by the way. Um, but, you know, just, just be done with it, man, because it's just not worth kind of the toxicity that brings – 
to to even our message board, you know, and and you know, listen, we want to be a place where people can discuss any and all things Georgia. I think to an all to an extent, we can all find common ground with UGA on on the way things have gone this off season. I know we all hope that the speeding issues and the driving issues and the behavior in that way. Um, I think we all really hope that that stops. Uh, I think we all really hope that that stops before anybody else gets hurt. Um, I think we all just kind of want to get to. Um, the season, get to preseason camp, um, you know, get, you know, see Georgia get through that healthy and then, and then get this season started, you know, get it started. Let's see Andrew Paul wrote about him today. Did a, did a newcomer profile on Andrew Paul. Let's see him make his Georgia debut. Let's think about all the good things that can happen this coming season. Listen, I'm not saying that you have to suspend reality here. Okay. I'm not, but Man, we have lived in a harsh, very, very grim reality for months and months and months. And, um, you know, I think that at some point, um, and I don't want to speak for the people that knew these people really well, but I think at some point, even even if Devin Willick and, and Chandler LaCroix could come down and, and you know, pat you on the back, I think they'd say, man, just, just move on and enjoy this. Um, because at some point, um, you know, that's what this is all about. It is a game. Um, it is a sport. Um, it is for entertainment and it is for fun. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Um, you know, Georgia has fired back to the AJC where I'm not going to sit here and make all these disparaging remarks about anybody that people want me to make them about. I'm not going to do that. It's just not where I'm built. And I'm really sorry for that if you, if you expect that from me. Um, but I will say that uh, you control you. And uh, you control what you, you know, consume and, and what you enjoy and what you, you know, what what comes in front of you. And, um, you know, control that. Just do that. And, and let's let's get on with it. Uh, to your point, since we spoke, you published the uh, internal leadership piece on dogshq.com as well. And I think that really speaks to what you just said, man. If if those individuals could speak. And that's what Georgia's leadership is trying to do right now. The internal leadership, the players on the actual team, they want to remind everybody, if you're still speeding, you're not honoring them the best way. Yeah, and I thought that was I, – I hope – I thought it was powerful, even though – I mean, I wasn't even there, but I kind of – in my mind's eye, I kind of let myself be there. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, listen, I, I'm like some other people on our board. I think probably Cedric Van Pran was the guy who did that, but whether it was Cedric Van Pran or Xavier Trust or Tate Ratledge or or uh, or Marius Mims or, or Carson Beck, I don't care who. Um, you know, Brett Thorson, who I don't care who it was. Um, you know, for somebody to stand up and say, "Hey, Devin Willick meant a lot to me," and you know, you continue, you guys continuing to kind of, you know, drive like crazy people on the roads and and you know, and uh, and you know, have lead feet. You're, you're, that's kind of disrespecting his memory, um, you know, to kind of keep putting the team in the, in the, uh, in the program in the news for the wrong reasons. And listen, I, I'm still of the belief. I don't necessarily know that all of these should be written about, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. What I think about it, um, we're not um, writing about them because they are speeding tickets. I thought Kirby Smart had a good point yesterday when he brought up how it's not the number of speeding tickets. If this was a bunch of 65s and a 55, I don't think he would have a big problem with it. It's the 88s and a 55 and the 90s and the 45 
that are uh, kind of driving them nuts right now. But um, listen, I just, I just hope all these guys can be safe. And that's not just at Georgia because I know there's a lot of speed and goes on at other programs. I know that NIL is affording these guys opportunities to drive some bad machines. Um, you know, listen, I used to drive a Titan Pro 4X with 400 horsepower and I could get that thing up to 80 miles an hour, not even really thinking about what was going on. Um, 80 to 55 sometimes. And, um, you know, that was, that was something I'm glad I don't drive it anymore because I never got a <laughs> ticket in it. It was, it was only a, it was, it was not going to come. It, it wasn't going to be long before I got one. Uh, but, but ultimately I just, I hope all these guys can kind of stay safe, realize their potential and get there. I know it's probably not going to happen. Accidents happen for, for, you know, a lot of people, but, um, you know, I hope, I hope that this is all just kind of behind George in it and that that speech was a big part of it. No doubt. Um, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm ready to stop talking about this. Uh, and y'all do what you want, man. We're not here to teach you how to be fans, but it would, in, it would make our experience a little bit more enjoyable too. If we didn't have 18 threads about it, I'll say that full transparency. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, we had some NIL news today that was interesting. I don't fully understand all of it, and I won't pretend that I do, but Georgia's NIL group, um, Classic City Collective, joined a almost like the Justice League of NIL entities, if I read it correctly. Uh, Pete Nakos just crushes it for on three in this NIL uh, reportage. And Georgia joined Penn State, Spire Sports Group, there it is, out of Tennessee. Man, they really want to win. The Grove Collective out of Ole Miss. The Battles End out of Florida State. The House of Victory. I mean, these these names are just wild to me. The House of Victory. This sounds so official. Out of Southern Cal. The Champions Circle out of Michigan. They're not in that circle at the moment. Happy Valley United out of Penn State. A lot going on in NIL, and I, I can't even act like I'm able to keep up with every single twist and turn along the way, but Pete Nakos does, and it seems like this association will at least try to work together to work with the NCAA, which is a noble effort on, on their part, uh, to try and bridge this gap because it doesn't seem like those two are much more than oil and water right now. But if you want to read more about it, if you're interested in what's going on with NIL, uh, I'll put a link to this, this story right here in our, uh, in our show description so you can wrap your head around it too. Um, Jake, I, I don't know, man. What, what do you think this will accomplish? What do you think joining multiple collectives is going to do? Are they going to like compare notes and and actually try to help each other out. That also seems crazy to me. I would know more about it if I had a better understanding of collectives. Um, I, uh, that's one thing that, you know, spending, you know, kind of seven months on the shelf, I didn't really get involved with collectives. I still don't completely understand them. I don't envy 
Uh, I do not envy people like Pete Nakos who have to monitor this uh, ever-changing landscape of NIL. And I know it's the next wave and, and all of that jazz. I get it. Um, but I do think, you know, pr- this is probably a, a very, very smart move just in terms of, of, of finding kind of a bigger structure and, and kind of, you know, getting yourself under one roof and the association of it all. Um, you know, especially when it comes to recruiting, right? You're sitting there and you're recruiting against another school and you're like, well, you know, we're, you know, our, our collective is a part of the same group as their collective. And, you know, so anything they tell you as far as them having this better and that better, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it. Um, so I think that's, that's something to, you know, kind of consider there. But again, I can't really get into it because I don't really know a whole lot about, you know, the, the ins and outs of the collectives. It'll be called the Collective Association, nicknamed the TCA. And Pete writes here that the uh, the members will help each other out. They'll help their peers out. Um, and, yes, he does mention here collectives have been forced to evolve as donor fatigue continues to be a rising concern. I've had it put to me this way from people who do understand Classic City Collective. You talk about, like, Spire Sports Group out of Knoxville specifically – and Florida's huge blunders that they've made along the way. When you have programs like that that are more desperate than Georgia is to win a national championship and win literally at all costs, these donors, man, it's hard to it's hard to wrap your head around why Georgia needs it at times. And I don't blame them for feeling that way. It's like, hey, whatever we've been doing is working. So maybe this collective association will help Georgia out uh, and, and help them kind of survive some of those issues of donor fatigue. And I know that Georgia wants to figure it out as much as everybody else. Um, all right, Jake, let's chop some wood. Just the, the Jake and West show tonight. Mm. I will, you asked me to find something for you. Go ahead and start yeah. explaining that and I'll pull it up. So last night, um, I, listen, I'm, I, there's a lot of folks out there who are just big Savannah banana people. I, I probably would enjoy going to a game. I love baseball. I love everything about it. I love old school baseball. I love new school baseball. I love home runs. I love bunts. I love everything about the game. Um, but uh, they do it differently there. There are a lot of oddball rules. And one of them is if you hit the ball into the sands, I think it's called a banana ball. Uh, if you hit a ball into the stands and the fan catches it, the game is over. This, this kid right here, this bad man, all right, they hit a bullet at this dude last night. Last batter of the game or, or you know, with the two outs in the last inning, hit an absolute rod at this guy. I mean, he probably had to be 95 at least coming off the bat. And, uh, and my man just reaches up and snags it for the last out of the game. Um, and not only that, so he catches it rather. You see the batter throw the bat. It's awesome. Look at my dude right there hulking. He's hulking. The players come over. What a moment for him. Dude, that kid's never going to forget that. That's going to be there for the rest of his life. I envy him so bad. Um, I wish I was. I wish I could have done it and and that, that could be me, but good Looked for him. Looks like he had Velcro on the glove, man. Just he went did. right into it the did. mid. Look at him jogging out there in the middle of everything. Um yeah, just getting the love, dude. I, I, what a moment for him, and uh, what a catch too, by the way. Um, you know, uh, my only chance to catch anything ever was uh, I was at a Braves game, Red Sox, 
Kurt Schilling was kind of coming down the third baseline, headed to the bullpen. He wasn't even pitching that night, and he saw a ball, and I'd gotten there early for batting practice, and I was just sitting up there, a friend that I was with had gone to get a drink, and uh, he threw me a ball up there, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to let this – like, I'm not going to hurt myself trying to catch this thing because he kind of, you know, put something into it. And so I was like, all right, I pulled my hands back, and I was like, I'll let it hit the seats, and it'll fall on the ground, and I'll pick it up. Then that thing hit the seats and bounced down to the next level. Um, broke my heart, never got a souvenir until uh, last year when I took my son to a Mets game, and uh, one of the Mets assistant coaches gave him a ball. So um, oh. my, I walked around I walked around holding it for the rest of the day, my wife was like, you're, you're going to give that to your son. I was like, I don't know if I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is not your ball. Yeah, it's not my ball, but I wanted it to be. Uh, but every now and then when I'm putting it to bed, I'll go in there and, you know, you know, grip, grip the scene. Just, just stare bit. at it. I didn't really my, splurge on much after the Braves won the World Series, but I got a uh, – the night of, I went on Fanatics, and I got an autograph ball from Max Freed. So it was like – I'm sure he just signed him in like a hotel lobby one day and just shipped him out. But pretty special because he had that dog in him that game. I'll chop some wood about this monstrosity that Lincoln Riley put out, and I've I've seen people – try to defend it because they say it's tuna, not beef, what, like like the brisket he messed up. But even still, man, if you're trying to sear ahi tuna, a couple things. You got you to gotta use a sharper knife than this. It looks yeah, like he just hacked it up, it up with the good. chainsaw. Yeah, he's ripped it up pretty good. And then the sear, you know, typically... You want smaller pieces, I believe, and the sear should be a little bit, a little bit thinner than that. So, look, I'm not judging the guy. If this was the first food photo he put out, then it probably wouldn't be that bad. But he's got the track record with that brisket. So anything he does now, uh, yeah, Andy torched. Staples actually put out a pretty intricate breakdown of this cut of meat that uh, <laughs> that Lincoln Riley put out there. So. We're in peak off-season content right now. We're right at the precipice. This is it. And starting next week, we will come back down to earth. But Pepper chopping wood about – tuna, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm chopping wood about that ahi tuna because I still think Lincoln Riley could have done a little bit better, and I think he should leave the preparation of meats to the experts just like he does college football defenses. Yeah, Y'all I believe have a great if I was night. In- I believe if I was inviting Link, uh, Lincoln Riley out of my house, I believe I'd put him on drink duty. You know, no yeah, doubt. Make the lemonades. Make the lemonades. Mix this up. Yeah. Chill the drinks. Make the, make the Arnie Palmies, and and we we got the rest of it. Stir them up, man. Just keep the, like keep the salt and pepper out of your hand. You don't even need to worry about that. Y'all hit like and subscribe on the Georgia Show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, skeleton crew, a little bit, but think we still had some meat on the bones. Next week is when it gets really good. Jake, are you going to be on the show on Sunday? What's your itinerary for Bark After Dark, all that stuff between now and Nashville? Dude, Sunday's going to be a long day. We're recording Bark After Dark before we do the Georgia show on Sunday because obviously we're going to be in Nashville. We're not going to really be taking all the equipment and every everything to uh, to do Bark After Dark that night. So, um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, record that and have it ready for the next night. 
Um, not really anticipating a guest right now, but Roos and I have some discussion, a little story time um, from uh, from our days covering recruiting, some of the fun stuff we got to experience there. Um, you know, you're going to get into that. Maybe looking for a guest. We'll see. And then, uh, you know, we'll have obviously the Georgia show on Sunday night and then Wednesday night will be uh, back in heavy um, again, you know, kind of talking about what's going on at SEC Media Days. Um, and may have a little, a uh, couple of breakout videos, a couple of recorded breakout videos. Rusty will be there as well. And we may talk about a little bit about what we saw there at SEC meetings, even though God Almighty, it's an, under, it's an overrated event. It's, it's the worst. Is Palmer going too? Oh, yeah. Palmer will be there. Palmer, Palmer, dog, Palmer's Nashville, probably, Palmer. Palmer's probably got little sores all over his face right now because he's been on vacation all week and like a meth addict. He's just been picking at his face because he hadn't been able to work. Um, oh, so, yeah. Uh, it, it drives him nuts. I envision yeah. Palmer pulling like the Aaron Rodgers and just yeah. locking himself in a dark room to prepare because it's <laughs> the SEC media days in his hometown. He doesn't want to disappoint anybody, so Palmer's getting ready. Yeah. Um, appreciate it, Ro. Thanks to everybody who tuned in tonight and who always tunes in. If it was your first time, welcome aboard. We'll catch you next time, always live, 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday and Sunday. See y'all soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.